He saves 2k. 1-0. The Back Chat Podcast, EU Banter, for pros, by pros. Okay, everybody, welcome once again to Back Chat. I'm, of course, your host, Evan Pyrotentens Young, and today I'm inside the H2K house, joined by the jungler Yankos and mid laner Febivin. How are you, gentlemen? Hello, everyone. I'm really well and awesome. Same. <laughs> Well, that was uh, that was an interesting. That's exciting. Start. That's really that exciting. Good. We are really not sleepy, and it's awesome day. And I hear the beards having a chat outside of the, my window, and I'm really happy. It's uh, definitely a beautiful day, and you guys have a nice view of it. But you have to be excited. Tomorrow, you're going to be playing the big game. It's Unicorns of Love. It's like first place in the group. Okay, true. But you know, we are taking our time right now, so it's it's really nice because you know we don't really need to prepare for tomorrow and. Um, you know, just don't mind us. Just you don't know, talk, it's, okay? It's fine. Oh, I see. So, we know how Yankos feels. Febivin, you're, are, you, are you not feeling like you need to prepare anymore? You've got unicorns in the bag? Yes. I don't need to prepare anymore. It's going to be easy win. But uh, this guy is so cocky, I can't believe it. Like, Exile will destroy him. It's fine. Like, oh, he will wow. cry for my help. He will cry. Like, oh, please, please. So, are you going to campus lane or just ignore him? No, I mean, you know, if he'll back me, I will obviously come because, you know, I mean, it's about the win, right? So, even if I want to be douchebag to Febivan, I still want to win. So, I have to help him somehow, but not before he asks, like, a couple of times, maybe. Okay. So, I see how the relationship works. You guys are going to be playing on the new patch. We have 7.5 coming in. There's a few changes. Any Anything you're excited to play? Yes, Vladimir. I will play Vladimir both games, both oh. all the games. Okay, good thing this comes out afterwards, so the unicorns won't get any strats. Uh, we'll see if it ends up being true. <laughs> no more no more Azir? <laughs> Come on, man, I like the Azir. Uh, I mean, it depends on the situation. Like, there's a lot of bigs right now mid that I can play uh, if we're red side. So, yeah, it just depends on the situation. Uh, our team come and their team come, so... Do you guys prefer the red side? Like, I know like a lot of teams like have different ideas about this. Changes from like patch to patch and and how the meta shifts. How do you decide what side you want for pick ban? Uh, so how it works is that blue side has first pick, and yep, you know <laughs> it's pretty OP. Like every patch, no matter what. So even this patch, I believe that blue side is a little bit better. So we will probably choose blue side. And jungle picks didn't change much this patch. It's irrelevant almost. I mean. Kindred got buffed and Rengar got nerfed, but it's not huge of a deal, you know, like we will see the same champs and I like the meta so far because, you know, it's all about Lee Song and Elise and like... <laughs> that is the sound of the mic nearly dropping. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I mean, basically all the champs are exactly the same pretty much. So I think we'll, I will play the same champs. I think it's um, really fun for me. I enjoy it. I like the Thunderlord meta instead of, you know, being the Tonk player. Um, right now my tongue is Mr. Odwamne, so I'm glad and, you know, it's pretty exciting to like one-shot people from the jungle, so it's nice. Yeah, it's got to feel pretty good, but there's always a potential oh, trust carry. trust me, does. Yeah, yeah. I does feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I can never play those carry junglers, but that's why I only play jungle autofill. And I play mid lane not very much either, so you guys are going to be like so far away from what I'm normally comfortable with. But Febivin, you talked about playing the Vladimir. There's a lot of other stuff still coming up. Is there any chance we see the mid Lucian back? That was a while ago. No. Mid Lucian, Damn. maybe. I mean, that is like a weird question. I mean, mid Lucian sounds horrible. 
I mean, maybe it's fine. I guess <laughs> melee champs with exhaust, but uh, I don't know. You need some. You need, first of all need some AP damage in your team. If you don't have this, you can't pick it. And if you have some rumble, maybe or some Elise, then you can maybe pick it. But yeah, there are certain champs that are being played top and jungle right now for AP damage, but and Zeke's even as AD carry, yeah. right? Kind of. So like you can find a team comp to like work around AD mid lane, but if you wish to pick double AD carry and it's you know 2017. So AD carries are not that strong, then you kind of want to lose the game on purpose. So I would not allow Fabian to play Lucian. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> Corky was the only time we really saw a whole lot of marksmen in the mid yeah, but uh, for that a was while. Like Pokies, you know, the Rockets were like boom, boom. And overall, he was like a different champ. And Jace, you know, like we can call Jace an AD carry, but he's not an AD carry. He's like, it's all about his EQ. For Corky, it was like his abilities made him strong. And then the fact that he was outtoing was like additional fun. Um, but okay, I, I, let's let's talk like specifics because you guys have got a big match in unicorns coming up. And do you prepare specifically for these teams? Is it more of a general strategy that you just try to get strong overall, or or do you look at what the enemy team is doing and try to prepare for that specifically on a week? I think that one day before the game, so usually today, but you know, hello, um, we prepare against a certain team. But throughout the whole week before the last day, we just play and we try to improve as a whole team our overall game and then yeah the last uh, days the you know last maintenance of everything and we try to look at opponents games and we try to learn some patterns and we prepare pick and ban and we try it in the last you know screams exactly for for the team we face but throughout the whole week you don't really care who do you face you still try to improve as a team you try to Mm, overall improve your I know play and mechanics and things you know about the game right because as long as you think in screams and you have a lot you know to learn and like you kind of improve and then you can use it in the game instead of having like this pattern that you always follow it's better you know like if you have ideas in the game and you can think more for yourself and you can have you know different plays always even though you're playing the same team comp then it's way better to sticking to one but a lot of league is learning there's like one or two patterns that you kind of know and then you can always go back to them if you don't know what to do because you know you did them in practice so then when you are like a little bit stressed on stage you always go back to them but it's still better to like kind of use your brain which is very unusual <laughs> nowadays yeah that's that's fair i tend to stick to a lot of patterns i know when i play as well but uh, that's a whole different world compared to what you guys are doing febvin for you do you try to prepare in your mind for your specific like lane opponent i know going up against exile is probably not going to be the easiest out of a lot of the other mid lanes you face in the league uh i don't think it will be I don't think he's like that good to be honest right now. I'm not cocky, I'm just saying I'm just saying what I think. Yeah, you, you just know, you look just look at that guy, he's not that good, bro. Like, wow. It's fine. Shots fired already, okay. You just uh, how do I even say it? You just think that nah it's fine. But no, I, I, I don't specifically prepare for like one mid laner. I think I just prepare for uh myself and of course look at his shampoo and stuff and see how we can like uh, get an advantage in draft and of course like i i try to scout how he how he plays you know how he wards how he team fights how he roams with the jungler or something like this but it's nothing different than versus other players i think so you take a pretty overall approach unicorns have got to be one of the weirder teams to try to prepare against in general though because they're always pulling out something strange picks and bands and even just the way they play yeah they will try to cheese us again with some global uh, all over the map and uh, yeah it will be fun to play against i guess because they will always gank me and i will never get help 
Yeah, if you will not my jungle will farm for late. Yes, I will farm for late with some <laughs> graves. And I will tax my landers too. So it's really fun for me. But last time we played Duel, we played against like this Ivan, Shen, Katarina, Trash team comp. And it was really annoying because they had so many shields. And, you know, that's the first time we faced a lot of those champs, like on regular stage play. So we didn't know how strong the team comp would be with like so many shields on... One carry that could always go in. I think this time we are a little bit more prepared. I think this time there is a lot of champions that we thought of could be played in that match, at least from their side. So I think we are overall a little bit more prepared than last time and hopefully we will not we will not get surprised on stage. I think I think Zerze will pull out something that he didn't play yet, maybe some Kindred or Nidali. But I don't think those champs are good, so it's irrelevant, maybe. And then it's, it will be really <laughs> funny if we lose to those champs now and we only get like zero toot or something. So, but it's fine. Well, just, just don't uh, get zero toot and then, you know, no one's going to listen to this and be like, oh man, Yankos didn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> easy, easy. You just have to win. You guys, uh, you talked a little bit about how you try to watch some of the other regions uh, in your time because you tend to go to bed a little later. You can watch NA, maybe sometimes catch Korea. Do you draw inspiration from what the other regions are playing? Yes, I think I watch every league. I watch Flash Wolves from uh, LMS, but besides that, I don't watch any LMS teams, but I watch NA, EU, Korea, LPL. I try to watch everything. And I think it's really good because there's always one player who's like has this, I don't know, pocket pick or something that he makes that he can make good use of and just small plays that teams do like some sneaky stuff level one or something or play really aggressive try to invade stuff uh, you can always learn something from anyone so i i think it's always good to watch other people play and yeah instead of bashing on them they're like they're so bad you know that just try to learn from them do you have a particular team that you like watching more than the others uh i prefer to watch teams with good mid laners so i prefer to watch skt yeah the figure uh, guy's pretty good huh Yes, I, w I like to watch Cloud9 because I think Jensen is really good and also Bjergsen. And from EU, I would like to watch G2 because they play really controlled game and slow. But I'm not saying it's like the most optimal way, but it's they seem to be having things under control always and play patiently. Yeah, just teams with good mid laners and hmm. see, so I can see what they pick and I can think about my priorities and their priorities. Are you going to play uh, Talon mid lane after Faker did it? Yes, for sure. There we go. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun for me. I've been waiting for the talent and only Knight pulled it out so far in EU, but maybe that changes now. Yes. I mean, we have to look what, what Fabian said. So right now he wants to play Talon because Faker played it. And at the beginning of the video, he said that he will play Vladimir two or three games. And Faker played it yesterday or like two days ago. Hmm. And he like went totally crazy, like in the middle of but he lost two it. towers diving. Yeah, he lost, but you see, we have a fanboy over here. I see. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard not to be a faker fanboy. But, yeah, uh, I, I love it. Uh, yeah, faker. He's a awesome. bigger fanboy than me. Yes. There you go. Said, okay, imagine I'm a jungler and I have faker mid lane. <laughs> <laughs> so Fabian Crazy. is trying to fill this role now. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so overall in EU, you talked about G2 being you know, a team that you like to watch, Febivin. Uh who are other teams that you guys think you can like really draw some learning lessons from watching them play? Who are the interesting teams in EU in your minds? Well, I think G2 is the best team to watch simply because 
Yeah, like Fabi said, they have this slow game and they are really good as a team. As a five individuals, they are probably, you know, top of Europe. I mean, they are. They, it's not probably. They are top of Europe as like five individuals. But then on top of that, their team plays really nice. I don't know why on like international stage they don't have that, that much success. I think it will change this year. But I also think that, you know, their shot calling and how they adapt after every lose is like very big and, and crucial for like the existence of this team so i really lo like to play screens against them i like to watch them and i think we can learn like they can learn from us we can learn from them and hopefully at the end of the split we'll like be both best teams in europe that could face face each other in like exciting finals in you it's it's pretty much as as g2 and misfits i think those streams are very even i think ul is like on top of their play too i, I think overall ul is like i know it's it's hard to express myself about them because I don't know what to think before mm. tomorrow. I think at the beginning of the split, they are always really strong. But as the season passes and goes on, I think they start becoming worse simply because they play slower game. And slow game is not good for you all. They need fast game. They need to fight a lot. They need to take those skirmishes. And if they don't do it, I feel like they fall over a little bit because I think even though their players are really good, I think they are not that great. So that's what separates them from like being top three, top four, every every split. And right now, you know, I don't want to say it, but I think we should be able to win against them. I, I'm not overconfident because I think they're really good. I think Zerzi is really good, but, you know, we have a chance. And um, let's see what happens. I guess we'll find out. So we've talked a lot about G2 and their players, especially like Trick and Expect being on the team, working on their communication styles, it seems like G2 pretty seamlessly flows with their Koreans. Have you guys noticed the same thing with Nuclear and Che, or is that still a building progress? Yeah, I mean, it's so much better than in the beginning, but it's still, like, not the best, obviously. Like, it's still a progress, and we are just working on it, like, every week, trying to get them to speak more in-game, uh, outside of the game and like how do you call it like as a team we try to find words that we can use like in game so it's easier for them so they call out stuff and it's hard but it's it's going good and it's a it's a progress going up so i'm happy about it we well, gotta make sure you guys can communicate in the really heated moments i know that h2k have always been one of the most vocal teams because i can hear you guys through my headset when i cast a lot of good teams are talking i mean okay so I gave this example once in interview, but I think Flash Wolves, they yell a lot when oh, yeah. they are playing. And I think us, we don't really yell that much, but we are really vocal. I think when we are not stressed and we are calm, then we yell, but we are like calm yell. And then when we are like excited or a little bit stressed, then we yell as of like totally chaotic yell. So I think it's easy to judge which one are we at current moment in the game because, you know, you get to know the team, so you kind of know what's happening. So then we can, you know, say, calm down, bro, or something. Um, but overall, I mean, it's, it's not bad to be vocal. We are trying to be calm, but, you know, sometimes you just have to... Sometimes you're really happy and, you know, you just want to yell. So, Fair enough. I know this feeling too. All right, so let's move to one other team that we actually haven't touched on, which is Misfits. Who from there is really interesting in your mind? Like, I'll start with Yankos. Like, what do you think of Kakao playing now in EU? Kakao? I think it's really good. 
I think he is smart as well. I mean, me playing against him, I had to actually watch replays because I wanted to know um, more since, you know, I faced him. I think he could have played better because for some reason he didn't play as aggressive as I thought he would. But when he's ahead, he punishes you really hard, you know, like he invades your jungle 24-7, takes your camps. We see him a lot being 2-3 levels ahead of enemy jungle in the games that Misfits are winning. I mean, it's kind of Misfits playstyle. They are like choking their opponent and stuff. I think he farms more than Trick and farming more than Trick is like really surprising in Europe because Trick is like smart, you know? So when he's farming, he's also really efficient. And But, you know, Kakao farms even more than him. And I think I farm like the least of them. Kakao is really strong. And I think part of Evil is good team player and Alfari is like a carry top laner and then their bot lane is really smart really good so I think overall the team matches well I think they have their carry players and they have their team players so I think Misfits against us played kind of different style because you know we forced them onto this European tongue top lane and carry mid lane and you know Fabi just kind of smashed power I mean let's be honest you know 30-40 CS behind at 10 minutes or like even in a losing matchup is not that good so i think you know we played overall good against misfits and kakao cannot do much to me even let's let's say kakao is better player i don't know if he is or not but let's say he is he can really do much if you know he has losing mid lane so with that let's go ahead and take a quick break And we're back, and it smells really good in your guys' house. I noticed you have a chef here. That's pretty freaking cool. I thought it's me, but if you're talking about the chef, <laughs> if, you're if you're talking about the chef, then, you know, we have a chef. His name is Frank, and he's insane cook. Like, I mean, maybe I appreciate him so much because our previous cook was not that great when it comes to food, but this cook is like, oh my god it's so good like every day it makes me excited to go into the kitchen and like see what he has made for today like for the dinner and lunch and you know when i go to riot studio and i eat food it's good usually it's fine but this food is so good too like so good like it's so important to have good food in the gaming house because it makes you feel better too and ordering food every day is not only waste of money but also it's very unhealthy and this cook this cook is so good <laughs> I, just, I see that you just can't get over it. I mean, it smells amazing. And I see like some of the stuff that he's made. Like that's really interesting because most of the gaming houses I've been to so far, it's maybe the manager that cooks for the players or the coach sometimes. But you guys have like actually got like a legit chef and that's that's like very unique, at least as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I mean, I guess we have to appreciate H2K because, you know, they want to pay for the cook. I mean, nothing is free, right? I mean, if um, our manager, Chris, would cook for us, then... I'm pretty sure he would do well and the food would be really tasty. But you see... As he looks on in the background. We will order, <laughs> we, we will order food every day then, after. Oh, yeah, I mean... So what's what's like one of the f your favorite things that, that Frank has made so far? I think skewers with like chicken and onions and like some vegetables. And this is really good. Bolognese is really good that he makes. And sausages, like German sausages are insane. And pancakes. Pan oh my God, his pancakes are amazing. And he makes desserts like every day almost or like every two days. And they are so good too. Like he's the, okay, I don't eat them anymore because I try to be on a diet and I try to eat like one sweet a week. So if I have like 
pancakes one day i can eat sweets for like one whole week and then i can like order maybe waffle or like eat pancakes again wow man i, I had no idea i was missing out on all this but stuff. you know what i'm really curious <laughs> what is your favorite food that he made fabi uh i don't know actually it's all good though huh? i don't think i had a favorite i don't remember but it's all good so when i wake up and i play solo queue and i get really tilted and i know that there's really good food and then I have something to be excited about, you know. I don't want to be like, oh, I have to eat this again and then I have to play again, you know. But when I eat something good, I feel good and then I can play good again. There is one more thing I need to appreciate. Chicken nuggets that he makes. They are crispy on the outside. It's not chicken nuggets. It's chicken nuggets. <laughs> it's, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, chicken nuggets that he makes, they are like crisp on the outside and very soft on the inside. And they are like, you know, the previous chef would make them a little bit dry, but those ones are like really soft and not dry at all. And he makes like them with sauces as well. And those are like the best chicken nuggets I had, like insane chicken nuggets, like so good chicken nuggets. Like, you know, chicken nuggets are really easy to make, but it's really hard to make them well. It's like playing solo, you know, you can be gold three and you think you're good, but you're actually really <laughs> bad, right? So like those chicken nuggets that he makes, they're like at least master tier or like, diamond one you know on in promos or something actually yes there is they're so juicy yeah sometimes you just have to appreciate how good you can make the simple things wow <laughs> it's better than kfc chicken actually whoa bold statement i yeah I, I think they are better than than kfc nuggets yeah and i'm from poland as well and kfc in poland is better than in germany so this is insane can confirm that. they got us it uh in katowice and it's funny you actually mention it because you guys, a cool thing about both of your histories as players is that you guys have both uh, kind of developed a really big fan base from your home countries. And, you know, Jankos, you being like one of the most popular Polish players, Fabian, one of the most popular Dutch players that I'm aware of. And you both got to play like in your home countries in like big events recently. Like how, how was it to play on like a big stage, uh, Jankos, for you like in Katowice and then also in... Uh, Krakow and Fabian to play in Rotterdam. Yeah, I will start because it's insane. Like, it makes me really excited because Krakow, like, was big, but not as big as I am because, you know, Krakow, we played for third, fourth place and I am was like the whole tournament round by round, like play by play. And the feeling I had in I am when everyone's chanting my name was so overwhelming, positive, like, so, not, I don't know, like, it's so hard to express myself every time I talk about this because it's experience that you kind of need to experience <laughs> like it's just great like it's so nice like i know everyone chanting your name and you know we have like this crowd cheering for you and like they are behind you and they like you and they want to you to win and to do well it's it's so awesome like it, it's so oh my god it's so nice like so nice like it was probably the best experience of my life to play in front of like a polish audience on am and in krakow yeah so i'd like to thank my home crowd because it was so awesome I think it's like exactly the same what he said, like, especially when you're in the game and you make a good play and you, you just know that they will, they will cheer, uh, louder for you because they're the same country, right? They, they want you to do well. And then when you do something well, they go like really crazy. And also when you introduce your, your team on stage, they were all like cheering my name and I was like having the flag, you know, and then they, yeah, it was just amazing. And then also we won, yeah, even though it was not, uh, and then you destroy this new team with your acid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I believe you played H2K and they are so bad, right? <laughs> we played third, fourth match. It was a bit disappointing. Obviously, I want to play in the final, but 
it really felt like I was playing the final anyways because of the hype. Yeah, it was an unforgettable moment. And it wasn't just the home country crowd. It, it seemed like your whole family was there too. Like, what was that like having everybody watch you live? Pretty cool. I think like 20 people or like 15 people came to watch. And yeah, after the game, I made sure to thank them, of course, to come to, to watch me live. And they're always watching anyways, like li uh, online. And I always have support from my family. And uh, yeah, really, I appreciate that they make the effort to come. Uh, especially my dad and mom, they always try to come anywhere where I go. So they will even like, they've been to so many places already where I've played and they will come to Hamburg as well if we play. So yeah, it's just so much support from the fans and from my family. How recognized you get when you just go back to, you know, your home countries and just kind of go chill with friends and family? Do people stop you on the street, take pictures and things? I We have to keep in mind that we are gamers, so we don't leave our houses that often, even when you're at home. Um, but I mean, sometimes when I go shopping or I go out for like some drinks with my friends or like, you know, overall just do something. Yeah. I take some pictures. It's not a lot. It's, um, it's not, you know, people don't recognize me as often as, you know, like more famous Polish players. Like for example, Pasha Biceps, you know, he's like huge overall, like in Poland and in Europe, in the world even. He's, he's big physically too. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I take some pictures, you know, yeah, in, in a shopping mall, usually like usually once per, per, a, per a time when I leave the house, you know, doing something, usually I take like a couple of pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I have the same. I think when I was going to the gym uh, at home a lot, uh, I made some new friends and some people want to take pictures. And also when I go out with my friends, there's always people who recognize me, uh, and then also, yeah, sometimes when I go shopping, it's you know, just randomly on the street or something. Yeah, that's pretty cool stuff. I, I, do you guys enjoy that or is it something you'd rather not do? I mean, so from experience, there is a lot of young people that are interested in esports. But for me, when I take pictures with them, you know, it's, it feels nice. But for me, the better feeling is when I take a picture with someone who is like older, like in his 30s or more, you know, like when, when I see the person is like, a full on grown up man and he still likes me and you know he cheers for me and he's my fine kind of then it makes me have like a lot of respect to him and it makes me very like happy and proud of myself you know i never really thought about this but i i, I don't i think taking picture with anyone is cool oh there you go yeah you guys always seem to be good with your fans um Jankos, i have one uh, when I was in Poland, I got told from a couple of people who said they know you from a long time ago uh, that you actually have a nickname in Polish. And I, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, but it's something like uh, Mishushka or something. Is this correct? Mishko. Mishko. Is that it? Oh, Mishko. Um, it's not. I mean, okay, so me. Okay, Mishko means like teddy bear. So it's like my teddy bear. You know, like you basically call me a ba baby. It's, I mean, not exactly. So basically me and Vander were calling each other Mishku. Ah, as of like is. my teddy bear, as of, you know. <laughs> so that's how it looked like. So that's why maybe, I mean, yeah, it, it was nice times, you know. So I guess so. Also, you're known pretty much far and wide as the first Blood King. Is, is that like a title that you kind of feel like you have to live up to? I think that... When I started, I didn't think about it and I didn't care. And that's how I became one because, you know, I, I was just good at it. I think right now 
it's more of a pass than right now because in this split, for example, I didn't have a lot of first bloods um, because we play different as a team. So it doesn't allow me to have so many kills early game or as of I still get kills, but not exactly the you know first moments of the game. So right now, since I would like to still be first black king, you know, I, I think about it sometimes. So I kind of want those first blood, but you see, it's more about winning and, you know, not caring because me trying to make early game plays just to get the title is not the greatest, you know, it, it's more about winning the game itself than about winning a title. But yeah, I, I'm glad that, you know, I had this title and it still sticks to me. So I'm very happy with that. And it sounds cool as well, right? I mean, first blood king, you know, like first blood king, you know, Faker is like the, um, the unkillable demon king and I'm the first blood king. So maybe when we face each other in world finals this time, you will shit your pants and never gank him because you think he cannot get hit by skill shields. Uh, when I played against him in MSI, <laughs> I couldn't hit him with my Elise Cocoon, that's true. He was insane. But when I was playing Kazik against him, he wasn't so insane. So maybe he's insane only at certain champs. I guess Kazik, you just like press Q so he couldn't really outplay. But yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. This is where the, this couldn't be where the fanboy started. This has to be like just pushing it along, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, I have the Faker Slayer, right? I mean, in my team he's not that good but yeah speaking of speaking uh, <laughs> of this clown next to me he's pretty decent so maybe yeah we well, used to call him the european sniper i remember that that was back in the faker killer days that was when xerath was fine yeah do you think xerath's ever gonna make a comeback one player actually played against me in uh in ski i'm not gonna say who but it actually looked fine Ooh. and uh maybe yeah I'm, i haven't been practicing it but yeah it's fine. I don't need to practice this champ it's anyway. Fine. Because I'm February sorry. 2014 was a Pook champ and February 2015 was a forehead and 2016 actually no 2015 was a Pook champ. 2016 was a forehead and then 2017 <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> okay. Maybe what face? What well, face? Yeah, maybe. All right. You know, you've had such a long history playing as well. In a couple of years in Fnatic you then kind of go back to the team you originally qualified for LCS on. Was it easy to slot back in, even though it, obviously only Odo was really left over from when you used to play? No, it was not easy, but I just had... Hey, what's your problem, bro? What do you mean it was not easy? I mean, it was not easy to leave Fnatic. Oh, it oh was... yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, I guess. It was not easy to leave Fnatic because they were like the, the organization that made me the person I am now. And I'm just really thankful for for them and for the people who I work with in the organization. I think things just got so bad to the end. When when you see that another team has better players or more potential, uh, I just got different. I, I I always had the priority of winning, playing with the best players, playing with the players I like the most, and the players I think I could get a good relationship with. I think it's really important instead of having a work relationship, which is also fine, but. I think a personal relationship is better anyway. Yeah, I just knew or HTK is a good organization. I played in it before and it was hard to leave Fnatic, but also easy to join HTK again. Do you want me to hold your hand? Because you sound like it. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that one's not happening. Uh, Febovin, uh, speaking of you too, you also, I noticed you still use your Fnatic gear mousepad mm -hmm. when you play on stage. Is that like just sort of like a remember your LCS roots kind of thing? Nah, I just think I, it's no point to swap gear when things are working. And I'm not forced to use uh, 
specific gear and I really like Fnatic's gear and uh, yeah it's just good and I don't need to swap so no reason to get uncomfortable with new gear because it will cost me some time to adjust again so and money and money and cash some bucks <laughs> that's something we don't always touch on is how important the gear is for players in particular how often does it take or how long does it take you to actually get adjusted to something new and different in terms of keyboards mice whatever it really depends on the the mouse you're using and the mouse you're switching to because mouses are really different some ones are really big and some ones are really small and they have a different grip as well so we are talking about mouses right now i know your dirty mind is taking over but i know it just depends on I think keyboard is fine. It's mostly the same, at least for me, because I didn't really use that much different keyboards. But mouses, I've used bigger ones and uh, smaller grip ones. And I think if I would go back to a bigger mouse, it would take me, I don't know, not long, like one or two days of spamming games. But still, it's different. So if my gear breaks, I would just buy the same gear because why not? Yeah, makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, it's your comfort zone, you know? It's something yeah. you are used to. So why would you force yourself onto changing it when... It is working, yes. like Fabi said. And I have the same like... razor for three years. It's actually stud, the same razor mouse for like three years, and I have the buttons on the side. Oh. Yeah, so I kind of cheat with my active items. I get to hit it with my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it does matter what mouse you use if you have like a really shitty mouse, and you compare it to like a gaming mouse, of course, but when you're already used to the gaming mouses, I don't think there's one mouse that will make you so much better. Unless you're playing like MMORPGs and you want like those yeah, mouse exactly. with like 10 buttons or something, then you know, it could help you casting some skills and do it. Like I, I'm I'm a WoW, play, WoW player, not exactly now because I don't have time for that game, but I remember playing and you know, it's important to have a lot of buttons. So I think there's, it's nice that we have some music accompanying it. I, I saw Odo hop in the shower a minute ago. Is this like normal normal mornings? Just get up when it, whatever it is, like 12.30, and you just turn on the tunes, crank it up. I think Nuclear really likes to listen to music while he showers. I don't know about Odo, um, but Nuclear, when he showers, like you can always know when he's showering, and he takes his time showering, he sings as well. So it's really Whoa. nice. It's, it's really funny when he showers. Is he and good? he also doesn't close his door when he's making certain business on toilet, usually the longer ones. So imagine you... Number two? Yeah, number two, I would call it like this. So imagine you like enter the toilet and we have like this wall um, that separates like the first part of the toilet and the second part. So you can't really see anyone who is like using the toilet itself, but you see his head and he's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so much for the serious, mom serious moments. That, uh, that's one way to break the tension. All right, so that's about all the time we have and it smells like Lunch is pretty much almost on, so we should probably get out of your guys' hair. Uh, so that's going to be it for this episode of Back Chat. Hope you guys, if you like it, hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Like it, of course, on SoundCloud, re uh, SoundCloud repost, all that good stuff. But for now, we are going to say goodbye. So goodbye from me. Goodbye from me too. See ya, homies. See ya, homie. Homies. 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 <laughs> all right, that's it. <laughs>